Well, good afternoon. It's 5.30 on the dot. Uh, good evening, I should say, as uh, we are back for episode 15 of our, uh, of our GBO podcast. And this is one that Cruz and I have been uh, very excited uh, about waiting for and seeing and actually getting our uh, very special guests on. So um, I know that you'll see uh, Tracy and Tracy Walker coming up. They're gonna be in the waiting room. So you'll see uh, father son coming up, which uh, you'll see um, Tracy disappear now. We'll have you back here in about a half an hour. Um, but we have uh, Nico and Deneen um, Cusack, which by the way, for, for those of you who don't know, uh, we have been incredibly inspired by really the story of, you know, mother daughter competing together. And we're going to dig in a little bit with, you know, just some of the, uh, the challenges and tribulations that you guys have been working with, how you have gotten through them, what exactly happened and what your plans are in the future. So uh, first of all, welcome to you two. Awesome. It's Thank good to you. be here. Yes. Yeah, so you're in golden Colorado right now. Is that the backdrop that we're seeing? Much Beautiful. better than our backdrop cruise. Yeah, um, we gotta upgrade our something. I mean, yeah, I, I think we need a green screen or something to where we could just, <laughs> you know, kind of pretend that we're there. So, yeah. uh, first of all, yes, uh, you 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 have uh, been really an inspiration when we saw you at the global championships. I think it was last year where you both competed. Was that correct? That is correct. That was my first show as a uh, fifty and over masters. Very cool. And Nico, was that your pro debut? That was my pro debut. Yep. Yeah, it was a, my first pro show and her first show at all. So when I got my pro card at the Atlas the year before, she comes up, she's like, I want to do that. I want to do that. And so I was like, and we had a bunch of friends of her friends that used to do it a long time ago. And so she's like, I want to step on stage. I was like, okay, here we go. So from that day on, she crushed it. So. Very cool. Well, um, there's something that, uh, you know, a lot of people know that uh, you went through uh, a good amount of trauma. And, uh, you know, if, if you want to discuss a little bit about, you know, the accident, when it happened, what happened, and really what you've been through just between now and then, I, we'd love, love to hear your story. And I know 30 minutes doesn't do it justice, but uh, we really want to hear what what exactly happened. Um. Yeah, I'm more than happy to share this story. Um, I've actually even been by the accident site and thank goodness I didn't have any, uh, you know, flashbacks or anything because I basically was unconscious as soon as the impact happened. So I was actually pumped because we had just come back from our show and I was like, got great feedback from the judges. I was like, to do a little bit with my posing coach. So I had been to my posing coach and I literally was turning on to a main street. I got about a block away and um, a car was headed in my pathway. I was, there are four lanes and I was in the fourth lane. Um, this gentleman apparently had a medical emergency. He was having a heart attack and he cut off lanes before he came and traveled to mine and by that point I mean I just remember thinking what the heck this guy has got to be able to see me and I hammered the brakes and um, then I don't remember anything else and um, so hammering the brakes gave me some uh, a lot of injuries I was basically broke bones in all um, appendages so 
Um, I got the laundry list. I'm going to try to be concise so that we're not here 45 minutes. But I basically um, internally amputated my right foot, which I now have three plates and multiple screws um, for my foot. I shattered my ankle. I have three plates and some other pieces of metal in my ankle. I um, shattered my right femur so badly that they had to remove five inches of my femur. So um, I've had six procedures on the femur alone to regrow. It's an amazing, my, my ortho is just incredible. He's a trauma doc and um, he did some things that I don't think other doctors would because they have the fail um, stats that they, you know, always decide whether or not they're going to do some things that maybe are a little more um, evasive. So um, basically, through those procedures, I've grown five inches of my own bone. I didn't have to do a cadaver or any of those pieces. Um, my final surgery was a bone graft from the good femur on the left, as well as I have a plate and a rod in the right femur as the regenerative growth grows. Um, then on my right arm, I broke uh, my radius. I have one plate there. Then if you hop to the left side, um, I basically shattered my pelvis. My femur came in through um, just from the impact of um, basically the engine of my forerunner ended up it broke correctly. It ended up underneath the vehicle, um, but my knees and the front of the car, the dashboard, saw some business. So I have screws and a plate in that hip. Then on my left arm, I broke um, my ulna and radius. I have a plate in the radius. I have two in the ulna. I had... Um, then I had seven broken ribs. I broke my sternum. I had skull fractures. I broke um, my, basically my orbital socket. orbital socket. So that included like your cheekbone, my nose. I degloved my nose. I cut my lip. Um, so I think I've named them all. <laughs> Most of it. So TSA, well. TSA is going to be a problem. So <laughs> print her out one day, print out all of her x-rays one day, yeah. and put it up, and it'll be like a whole skeleton of bones. She's pretty much Wolverine so, now. So. Oh, wow. um, so I basically then had uh, four months in institutions. I was a month in um, St. Anthony's, uh, a trauma hospital. I then transferred to a care facility because I had no weight bearing on any extremities. So um, I had to wait to have at least three extremities to go to Craig Hospital. And I don't know if you know about Craig Hospital, but it is internationally known for um, basically TBIs, so traumatic brain injuries and um, spinal cord injuries. And so once I went for my first um, transport nail, which was part of the process to grow the bone back in the right femur, uh, they cleared me for three appendages and then I went to Craig. And then I stayed at Craig um, for two months and 
it was amazing. I mean, they're all about, you know, independence, being independent. Um, you work. I basically had eight hours of therapy at five days a week there. Um, and then I did outpatient with them until COVID hit and they could no longer do outpatient therapy. So um, my outpatient therapy has kind of been a journey. I ended up back into my Kaiser Insurance therapists and um, they've done a, a good job. But um, the great thing is, like Nico had mentioned, I think offline, is uh, her trainer that worked for Colorado School of Mines, who is also a physical therapist, um, Jennifer McIntosh, is working with me extensively, as well as my trainer and my coach has saw me through the entire process. Um, and he's training me and constantly, you know, looking online to see what he can do for adaptive pieces, not only the physical pieces, but also um, things for the brain damage. So a lot of people think that the paralysis in my left um, side of my face is that I had a stroke, but I did not have a stroke. Um, I have central nervous damage and I have peripheral damage. So the nerves that come out of the back of your skull, um, when I had the back damage, um, were, they weren't severed because they are healing, which is fantastic. So um, at one point I was gonna have to have eyelid surgery and have a weight um, in my eyelid. And then luckily it healed. I actually walked in, was all gowned up, had an IV, talked to the anesthesiologist, surgeon walks in the door and she says, why are we doing this surgery? And I was like, I don't know. So we backed out the IV and we went to lunch. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so the face is, is healing. The um, right arm is also uh, central nervous damage. Unfortunately, it's not just peripheral. So relearning and reconnecting um, those pieces, but um, Ryan has been doing a great job. My shoulder actually was frozen at one point um, from non-use. So I couldn't even lift my hand over my head and I can lift my hand over my head. I can go back. I can actually like do my hair-ish, um, oh, which I couldn't do before. Uh, <laughs> so um, it's just a matter of nerves heal slowly. So just trying to be patient with my body um, as I'm working, um, but also you know, being able to lift, and I actually lift 10 pounds. Um, I did 10 pound rows like two days ago. So it was super exciting to actually have my passion back in a way that isn't just um, therapy-esque. You know, it feels like my life better, you know, is um, taking back my life. So, uh, so that's been fantastic. I think, you know, what's helped me and motivates me is, you know, I have an amazing support crew. I have my uh, family, my friends that have been at my side the whole time cheering me on. Um, I have people praying for me across the nation that I don't even know. Um, and it, when I had, right after the accident, um, my recovery doctor talked to me and, and you know, there talking about the fact that like, I didn't die. 
And, um, you know, I, I really feel God saved me for a reason. And as I've shared my story, because at first I was uncomfortable sharing my story, um, but it's gotten, you know, to where people have really told me that, you know, especially with COVID and everything going on and being in their own homes, that they're constantly looking for my posts of how I'm doing because that's the only positive that they have going on right now. So, you know, I just feel like, you know, maybe that's my, my calling is to motivate and inspire people, whether they're able-bodied or, you know, somebody looking for adaptive things. Um, Cause there's a whole world of ADA and adaptive pieces that um, I've experienced. And I think it's a little different because I was an adult when I experienced them. But let me tell you, uh, please don't ever call somebody in a wheelchair, honey, baby, kiddo, um, sweetheart. <laughs> you what? I'm like, dude, I'm 51 years old. I'm older than you are. And it's real Sport. at that point. <laughs> it doesn't help that she's like pint size anyway. Right. So sometimes people just think she's a kid. They well, thought she was my sister my whole life. Well, so. well we it know we- It doesn't make your life any easier. In her wheelchair is like a child size wheelchair. Is I I'm here to tell you, your pictures from the ball. started with my kids for a movie one time. So. Yeah. Pictures from the Beaumont show is still like, I'll, I'll still to this day show people. And it's like, this is Nicho and her mom. And like, well, which, and I'm like, well, you figure out which is which. Cause, <laughs> cause y'all, y'all, y'all literally, was. yeah, y'all look just like sisters. I mean, it's amazing. So I remember Todd was like, why is Nico on stage right now? Like, <laughs> does she know this person? <laughs> yeah, that's my mom. Well, there was some mass question. confusion. Yes. Um, and you know, I actually thought you were sisters uh, as well. I didn't know. Nobody knew you were mother and daughter. <laughs> the big question is, um, you know, when you uh, had your accident, you're in the hospital, you're unconscious. What did the doctors, um, what was their prognosis initially? I mean, what did they say to you? What was that feeling? Tell us a, a little bit about that. So um, when you come in with trauma, there's trauma one, trauma two, and then trauma 10, there's no other numbers. Trauma one's kind of like you're gonna have to like have a cast or then trauma twos, maybe you have some other injuries. Um, I was a trauma 10. So um, my husband was called and um, he was told to go to the ICU and ask for um, this person. And he uh, luckily we, live um, really close to the hospital and actually really close to the accident. Um, Less and than 10 minutes from the hospital. So uh, basically he went and said, I need to go to ICU. They told him, you know, second floor. He asked for someone by this name and he said, who is this? And they said the chaplain. And um, at that point he asked, am I too late? And they said, no, but generally, you know, if somebody comes to this floor, we have you speak to the chaplain before you see, because um, it's, it's bad, it's really bad. And so, um, so basically, uh, it was hard they, and it was rough. She didn't really know the feeling of, she's just like, I'm alive, okay, let's keep going. Very in and out with the meds. But from as a bystander, I got there within 24 hours and my dad and I, 
the stuff that we had to go through was a lot different because she's like, I'm alive, like this hurts and I'm uncomfortable and I'm in and out and I don't really confused, but I don't, she didn't know how bad she was besides the rest of us knowing it. And probably for the first three days until we could get, cause they couldn't do all of her surgeries at once. So she, her leg was under traction for days and days and days because they couldn't get to her hip cause they couldn't roll her on her right side because she was missing so much and there was so much fragmentation and so much debris. Um, and then we had to fix her face and like all of the, everything had to happen in a specific order. And the worst part was the most painful things were the last ones to be done because we couldn't move her in a way that would have been safe. I had so. eight surgeries in eight days. Um, and one of the things though, I remember when I came out, um, I was in ICU, I knew I was intubated um, because I couldn't move my hands. Um, and there was a glass kind of wall that I could see out of and I could see my family all gathered around some physicians. And um, they had finished the conversation and kind of broke apart and everyone kind of went their own way. And all I could think of is, oh my God, they think I'm brain dead. And so I started to try to sign um, that I, I can talk. So, and it's, I thought it was kind of one incident, but actually it was three days of me trying to sign um, to let my family know that I'm in here. And um, then uh, they finally were able to set me up and I was able to write it. I have Nico has a, a paper that is, looks like a kindergartner wrote it, it was all in caps and, um, you know, it's just, I can talk. And then, cause they were like, oh, we don't know what you're saying. And I was like ASL, which is American Sign Language. And then, um, and then I just said, Nico, Nico, cause I knew Nico um, would know what I was saying. Because I can speak some sign language. At so least she can do the alphabet. I do the alphabet. I still, I used to be able to read really good at it, but I still remember the alphabet, but we got, they said they were going to keep her sedated after one of her surgeries. And so just come, go home, shower, come back. Cause at this point we've been there for two and a half days and hadn't left. Um, so we went home and the nurses, my dad's name was on the board, but my name wasn't on there. So they're like, what is Nicho? Like, what does this mean? Like they thought she was like crazy. Um, what does this mean? And her eyesight wasn't great at the time. So it was like N-I-C-H-O, like just so it would fit on the paper. So it wasn't tracking properly. No. <laughs> Um, but so I didn't really know, and that's what's kind of strange. Like when I get hard on myself, um, because, you know, um, as an athlete and I had been an athlete as a, a child and as, um, a high schooler and then in college I played, um, not competitively like Nico, but I played club soccer and, uh, I, when they have to say, but you're alive you're alive. And I'm like, in my mind, I was never in jeopardy. I just always knew maybe whole isn't going to look the same as, um, as it did, but, uh, it's raining. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so, I think that's the biggest thing that we have to tell people who have go through a trauma or something like that. Like it's okay to not feel okay. And it's okay to struggle. Like it's not going to be perfect. And that's the hardest part with her and for myself in general. It's, uh, 
she wants to be like what she envisioned herself being beforehand and that's not always possible so well normal yes you know first of all the story you know i mean it doesn't do it justice what we saw you go through and just checking in on updates and you know i mean keith is (laughs) keith is is our commentator so i have to uh first of all thank keith for you know Burnett on the left is is my wife. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we got that. So uh, that's what's what's great. And I, from what I understand, you know, I mean, that when you have a chaplain there, and now you're looking to get back on stage, from what I understand, to prove to yourself, not to anybody else, but to your family and yourself that you've got what it takes. Tell us about your journey going forward. Uh, from what I understand, you're in prep for a show. Yes, I am in prep for a show. Um, and it's so funny because a lot of the nurses and people that, you know, the CNAs and people that have been championing me a long time, um, I kind of said, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll do a show someday. And they're like, no, you got to do a show. You, you got to get back on the horse. You got to, you got to do it. And, um, she kept saying, oh, next year. I'm like, no, like, just go. We're going to get you. We're going to go. We're going to go do storm show. You're going to do it with me again. The funniest story, one of my favorite stories was we were like four days in. She was not intubated anymore. We were still in the ICU. And she looks at me and goes, I'm not competing in November, am I? I'm like, no, honey, you're not competing in November. So she was still like in her head, like, oh, I can compete at the Atlas. Like, that's no And so like, she, that was her in her head. Like, and the best part is a lot of the doctors and everybody said that since you're in such great shape yes the car broke like the engineers that did the car broke it broke perfectly for the accident she was in um but they're like because you were in such great shape your body was able to like contain itself and save itself Um, by the way bodybuilding saved my life because i had a strong core i had no internal injuries and no spinal cord injuries yeah they, they told me the same exact thing after my fall that you're you're because of your physical you're, you're basically your aorta didn't snap and bleed out. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, as I didn't have to be amputated because of the femoral artery and the femoral um, nerve that was intact as well. Right. Because yeah. otherwise the right leg would be amputated. So, but, but I'm basically, I had uh, contacted Laura, the, you know, the president of GBO and in talking about, you know, adaptive, can I do adaptive? Because this this foot is not going in those shoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, you know, they, she said, yeah. And I, um, I said, oh, and she kind of said, well, you know, why, why would you want to? And I said, you know, at one time, yeah, I was, I was chasing a pro card. You gotta have high hopes and high dreams, right? Um, but, it's about the confidence that you gain when you finally see your goal on the stage, you know, cause you always want to bring your best package, you know, your best package might not be pro package, but um, you know, I'm going to bring the best me I can bring having had almost lost my life September 30th. And, and that's going to be, great for me and um and then 
next year we'll bring a bigger package but you know basically um i've also been told like working out is going to have to be um something that i'll do my entire life otherwise i'll be in pain and or lose function um and i can't think of a better sport than bodybuilding i was already sold on the lifestyle but you know now it's it's a given right? only the crazy few will do it well, what's interesting is uh, it will be a year and 24 days when you step back on stage from your accident. But most importantly, your last show that you did, you got to step on the stage with your daughter. And from what I understand, that will also be a repeat uh, coming up. So first of all, we're absolutely thrilled. We didn't think uh, any of this would happen. And, and when you started, you know, to I don't want to say uh, pry a little bit, but you started to investigate what your options were. Uh, we knew nothing was going to stop you. Uh, and you know what? We can work around the heels, uh, but we're going to get you back to uh, your glory and even better. And it is just, I mean, the comments right now are, are going to be really hard to, uh, to go through all of because, I mean, literally, it's just a scroll and a scroll and a scroll. And um, we're just excited that, first of all, you're able to join us, but most importantly, share your story. And we're looking forward to finally seeing you uh, again in person, as uh, I know that that'll be in, in the near future. We've got 14 weeks. So, wow. Any last words? Anything that, uh, you know, you're excited about past the show or anything that uh, you want to give a shout out to? I know you gave a shout out to your family and your therapists and um, anything else. So I'm not going to give any more shout outs just because it, you know, then it's going to be like the Emmys, right? And then you're going to have to play music and make me get off the stage. But number one, you know, I'm excited to see what my daughter is going to do um, in the few shows that she's scheduled for this year and then what she's going to do 2021. We're excited to have Nico and Deneen, yeah. especially, you know, just coming to Texas. I know that you've had a, just one of those things where it didn't, you don't make it sound really difficult. <laughs> and I, for most of us, we would have given up. I would say 99% of us would have said, you know what, I'm just happy to be alive and I'll just leave it at that. But you want more uh, and you've shown a lot of ambition. Uh, you've shown the strength, which none of us would have. But um, we're just excited to have you involved in our family. Absolutely. I am so happy and grateful and honored to be part of the family. Well, to the mother daughter team and Keith, you guys have done outstanding work and we will look forward to seeing you uh, in uh, 14 weeks in Texas City, Texas. So uh, until then, enjoy your time. We wish we were there and uh, we can't wait to see you guys. Hey, Thank you. Good to see y'all. Micho, let me know when you're back in town. Well, Dale, well, Dale. All right, girl. See y'all soon. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. <sighs> okay, so I got to collect myself Amazing. for a second because that's that's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, you know, Tracy and Tracy. Go ahead, Chris. It, it, it's just crazy. I mean, like I was kind of giving my little story before. I mean, um, <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's crazy because I know the impact that it had on me and family and friends and blah blah blah. Uh, but she went through probably ten times more than what I went through. So like I, I just I'm just trying to fathom that you know and and uh, and 
<laughs> the drive because I know the drive I had to go back to the stage and to the lifestyle and all that stuff. So I can only imagine this little woman <laughs> uh, drive that she had to do that tenfold. Man, it's crazy. So congratulations. Pipe size, as they call it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She, yeah, it's just awesome. So. Well, Trey and Tracy, welcome, my friends. What's up? How are you doing? Oh. Going on, oh, fellas. Always good. I know that you guys are in two different states right now. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, um, you know, I mean, this is I probably I would say the most impactful um, segment that we have done. Um, a lot of people are looking forward to this episode to hear Deneen and, and Nico's story, but more importantly, to hear your story as well, because um, you guys have a very interesting journey from really when you started um, in GBO and, uh, you know, where you're at now. Uh, what's interesting is uh, I have seen you guys uh, since uh, I, when I started was in 2017 and, and you guys were some of the first people that made an impact on me. And, and you know, I remember, uh, you know, Tracy and you um, on stage and that was in Oklahoma. And that was a fun little gig because, um, you know, you have come such a long way from Beachbody making the transition into classic. Both of you I know did Beachbody and both of you do classic. But, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that uh, you guys are your biggest fans and your biggest supporters. And, you know, you have been requested, you know, just to talk a little bit about your journey and how long it took you to earn your pro status, what you went through, how many shows, what you do in the off season. There's so many directions we could go. I'd really just like to hone in. When did you first start bodybuilding or getting into fitness? My dad or me? We'll start with you, Trey. Okay. Uh, I got into bodybuilding in early 2017. Uh, I think I was I was working out for football, actually, and I got a random call from my dad asking to do a show, and I was like, no, nah, that's not really my thing. I don't want to get a whole bunch of dudes. Like, I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> he kept on bugging me and bugging me and bugging me, and I was like, all right, let's do it. All right. So did I got, you, did you do biceps before you hopped on there? Yeah. Because dude, little... you're about to bust through that shirt. <laughs> oh, no, nah. I actually had to take no, the day off. No, no, lie. you got your pump on before you came on, man. It's okay. <laughs> Admit it. <laughs> so 2017, what was your first show? Was your first show right before the Atlas? Uh, my first show was um, NAMBF in Oklahoma City. And that was supposed to be both of our first shows, but I get a I get a call like three, four weeks out saying, no, nah, not this time. Uh, so I went Your first through GBO the, show, was that Ken Capitals? Uh, I think my first GBO show was the Purvis. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's well, right. Very cool. So you were a 2017 guy who played football and um, now you've earned your pro status in Vegas, which we'll talk about. Um, Tracy, um, dad, when did dad start competing? Because you have produced a multitude of successful athletes. And uh, I know that, um, you know, for your journey, you're really the inspiration behind everything because this is kind of, you lead by example. So when did you start? I actually was 2017 as well at the uh, Purvis Classic. Um, that's when me and Trey got to got to compete the first time, 
and kind of piggyback up of what he said, you know, he finishing up college and I was like, man, have you ever thought about bodybuilding and, you know, kind of the audience that you can entertain with, you know, as far as making money or generating some revenue. I said, man, guys up here at the gym is really on me about competing. I don't know anything about this, man, let's do it. And like I said, I bugged him and bugged him and he got in shape really fast. The old man didn't, 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 <laughs> it didn't happen as fast. And um, long story short, we got to compete in uh, the Purpose Classic. And of course, I ended up getting, what, like fourth out of four. And that was probably the best thing that happened to me in bodybuilding because I hate to lose. Um, and from that, from that from that moment on, it just kind of stuck with it, you know. Trey, how old were you at the Purpose Dream, your first show? 22, 23. We walk you through 2018. Uh, I know that the Legacy Classic happened. Um, Is that the uh, first time you got to compete in Houston um, together? Because I remember going to that show and I think seeing both of you compete side by side in Classic. Was that your first Classic run? Uh, I did... uh, I did the Legacy the first time by myself he because he beat me he beat me in the uh <laughs> yeah at the atlas so i went on and did that one and he was just there for me got it making me get up and eat and whatnot got it and moving in after the uh, the legacy uh you guys had a few more shows um and i Pardon my my history here, because I'm I'm trying to remember. Because I've seen you guys in Oklahoma, we've seen you in Dallas, we've seen you in Houston. We we saw you travel. Trey, how many shows have you done since 2017? Ten, believe ten shows. Wow, ten shows. Yeah. And how old are you now? 26. By the way, did you know most people don't do ten shows in their lifetime, let alone before <laughs> they're 26 years old? Yeah, especially bodybuilding classes. Yeah. Yes. I don't and like Tracy, <laughs> Tracy, how many shows have you done since 2017? Since 2017, three. Three. Yes. So when did you earn your pro status, Tracy? 2017. <laughs> <laughs> and um, last time I checked, I think you uh, made your pro debut. Was that 2019? Yes. Yeah, I ended up, um, I had a surgery in 2018. I was actually prepping and um, ended up having to, po- have to put everything off and came back um, in uh, 2019 was pretty, pretty good for me. It was Didn't a learning experience, that's for sure. What, what was your first pro show? I'm trying to jog my memory now because I think there's something I told you at that show. What um, was, was your first show? Was it Austin? Did you do Austin? Yes, it was Austin. Okay. And I think I got up there with them Beachbody guys. Yeah, and I told you backstage. <laughs> yes, take sir. Take your ass out of Beachbody. <laughs> go do, go do some classic. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I try to jog my memory. So. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So, what happened at the Battle of Central Texas? Um, I, I know that you you that lit a fire under your butt in September. By the way, you competed more than three times, but that's okay. We're gonna get there. Um, what, <laughs> what got you in, because your next show after the battle of central Texas, was that the storm classic? Yes, it was. So you took fourth out of fourth, your very first show battle of central Texas. How did you do? Man, I jumped in that beach body with, um, Hakeem and them boys and I got waxed <laughs> and uh, I think I got, uh, 
third in the Masters. And like I said, um, I knew Beachbody wasn't my thing, but I would definitely wasn't expecting to get get the floor clean with me. But it was just kind of like a reality check for me to uh, get back in my lane and and you know crank up the train and make the the proper adjustments and and press forward with what I needed to do. You did it did light a fire, man. I remember talking to you backstage. You had that look on your face like, oh, this this guy's gonna do something, just not today. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then you went on and and, and how'd you do it at the storm? I think I got fourth at the storm. Out of a pretty tough ass lineup too. So oh, yeah, it was it yeah. was tough. So it was awesome. tough. Little do you, does a lot of people know this was an international lineup that featured some of the top placings in the world three weeks after that show. So, I mean, for, for you to place top five, I know there were some people that were gunning, you know, and I, I know, I think we had 12 or 13 pros. Yes. That was not an easy lineup. No. And um, you turned around and did the Atlas. Is that yes. correct? Correct. How, how'd the Atlas go for you? After the fact, okay. I was, after the fact, I was happy, but I ended up getting, uh, what was it, Trey, seventh, six, seventh, seventh, seventh at the Atlas. Yeah. So one of the beautiful parts and the reason why I say that is because to be top 10 in the world in an organization, that is the pinnacle. That's the top 1% of athletes and to place top 10 is a, is a feat. Right. And I know the size that you have put on and the conditioning that you're going to bring for your next time around this year is going to be a whole new ball game because oh. uh, for some reason I keep seeing these texts with, uh, with, you know, Ah, here I come. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I know a lot of guys are watching. I'm always impartial uh, just because, you know, we let the judging do this, but uh, you've made large, large improvements. Um, if, if I can go, Trey, to, to you, uh, I know when, uh, when you had a couple of shows under your belt and then you showed up for Vegas, what was your feeling in Vegas knowing that you could possibly earn your pro status? Uh. It was excitement. It was, it was like I, I put in a whole bunch of work, and I'm like, all right, this, this has to work out. Like, this is. There wasn't. It wasn't a, a thought process of, am I going to get it the whole time? I'm like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. So, if I if I don't think like that, it just won't happen for me. So I, that's the only way I was going into it. Well, there's a little personal story, uh, side note on this. I remember we competed, I think it was uh, at Ken Capital Show in November of 2017. And you and I were in the same class. And I remember talking to you and I said, dude, it's just not a question of what. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. And you showed up to a few more shows and you're literally on the cusp. I mean, you're, you're always in the money and in the placing and in the talk. And it just seemed that there was something that just continued to, you know, kind of edge out and you're getting frustrated and I could tell, but yet you go back to the drawing board with your dad and, you know, you, you find a way to come back better and better. And finally, you know, you've arrived. Now you have one more step until you officially get your pro card, which you know what it is. Uh, and, you know, what are your plans for coming up in, in 2020, 2021? Are you uh, planning on making a debut anytime soon? Or are you keeping that secret? Uh, 2021. 2021. Good. Um, have you picked a date yet? Because I know there are a lot of new shows. There are a lot of new classes for pros being added uh, to this year. Uh, do you have a certain, I mean, are you going to take like a whole year off and, and, and really just ramp up for the Atlas? Or would you want to do a couple shows and see if you can uh, earn some money in some of the, uh, in some of the other shows besides the Atlas? 
Uh, the goal is to to come in, try and knock out an early show, super early show, and see where I can go from there, and take my critiques, and then uh, have people on their toes for the Natural Atlas because I I want it so. Now you're giving away your hand. I like it. So the natural (laughs) outlets, you know, and there's one thing I want to say before I get to Tracy, you you mentioned something on here that we have a lot of athletes watching. And um, when you said, I will take my critiques and do what I need to do. There are a lot of people who get critiques from the judges and the athletes don't do anything with it. And one of the things I'm really impressed with you about is you have always taken your critiques with a grain of salt, and you're like, back to the drawing board, let's get it, let's improve, let's come back with this. And then if they give you another critique, you go back, you don't complain about it, you don't whine about it, you actually do it. And that's one of the reasons why you have ascended to the level that you've ascended to at such a young age. Most young guys under 30, they'll be like, nah, and maybe this just isn't for me. So that that's, by the way, you should give yourself a pat on the back and give yourself some room because that right there says everything about your character your drive, your ambition as a man and as a person. And that's really respectable. So, you know, that's something that uh, you should take to heart. And, you know, we appreciate you for that, especially sticking with something where I know a lot of people would have quit. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Tracy, you talk about your uh, 2020, no matter how 2020 finishes up, you know, um, I know that 2021 is something you're looking forward to. Tell us about your plans for 2021. Man, honestly, I was really looking forward to this year. Um, I'm not got this show at um, Con Show in about nine weeks, then your show. And I'll probably just stay hard and heavy on it. Depending on how early the shows are, I'll hit it. Um, but if not, I'll definitely do a couple of shows prior to the, the Atlas. You know, I kind of like to do in the back of the back. It really works for me for some reason. I think I do it as long as I can. I will say each prep is different. I mean, same old body, but a different prep to, you know, get different results or better results, I should say. And uh, it's not really hard, but it's, uh, it's taxing. It's definitely taxing. But uh, just depending on what, how the, how the shells fall, but I'll definitely be competing because there's a couple of guys out there and they, if they watch and they know who they are, they know I'm gunning at them. I'm going to apply <laughs> pressure, apply pressure. He's one of them. He's gunning at me. I'm 47, man. I'll be 48 next year when I compete. So being up there with these youngsters, man, and, you know, I'm natural, you know, a cup of coffee and a, I don't know, pre-workout is about the best it gets. Some BCAs. It's, <laughs> it, <you know. laughs> so it's, it's, it's tough, man. But um, I, I wish him all the best. Um, like I said, the harder I go, my intent is to, for him to, to get as much as he can get out of this. Um, like you said, being the example, man. You leave from the top with your kids and other people seeing, you know, the old man can do it or he can do it or he's doing it. It takes a lot of the excuses out of life. And that's kind of what right, I put right. when I met you guys with the GBO. We're just like, I think I found a home with something that I can do, I think, for a while that, that will help me in my endeavors with raising these boys and the mentoring and just people are coming to contact with on a daily basis. You know, going, going to with, with what Tracy said, we'll go back kind of with, with Trey. Where, where Trey's at 20, 22 years young, dude, and I said this before to other people, dude, you've got 30 years left in this, dude. Right. I, look, I look at people like, like one of my heroes is Dexter Jackson. Um, started 19, whatever, you know, a buck 40, 50, however much he weighed, 
and now you know in his right at 50 still right. still doing it still placing top shows he's just now getting his his, his prime in my opinion you know the last five years so um people say all the time oh i'm too young and i ain't got this and i ain't got that start doing it now man because that's if this right. is what you really love then five ten years from now and 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 also at the same time growing as gbo grows dude there ain't no telling where you're going to be sitting in five ten years uh there's the yeah. gbo is going to be here and then you're going to be here with them so that's kind of a, a message to everybody else get in now while you're young and while gbo do we're five years into this there ain't no telling where you and gbo is going to be in five years i mean it, it's, yeah. it's crazy to think about it then the other thing i admire at 22 is the discipline that you put in because i've seen you compete i've judged you and the, the discipline you compete is that you compete at is way more than most probably 90 percent people your age have so uh just a message to everybody man <laughs> get in it start doing it and then you'll, you'll find that bodybuilding not only alone is great for your body but it's great for structure of life also um, so then, and, and, and I know you know, and, and, and Tracy can can agree with me, you know. So that, I just want to point all that out, man. So that, I, I admire, you know, both of y'all really. And Tracy's older than me and still competing, so I want to <laughs> I want to point that out. Also, that's 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 also great. So great job. So and you know, I guess that does bring up a good point, Cruz. Um, yeah. Trey, who are some of your um, people that you look up to that really have kind of inspired you to stay the course, stick with it. Um, you know, it, it could be somebody outside of your family. It could be your family. What is your drive? Who do you see helping you and supporting you in your, in your uh, corner? Uh, mostly just my dad. Honestly, I don't, I don't really look up to too many people, but I look up to him. Uh, yeah, he's not going to ever steer me wrong. He's going to tell me when I'm wrong. He'll let me know when I'm right. Uh, plenty of times when we had those critiques after shows, I mean, I'm pissed, I'm crying, whatever, and we talk it out and we sit down and we put a plan together. So he's always been in my corner. Uh, he's been at every show you can make it to. I mean, had some mishaps with one show, but uh, – yeah, that's really it. I mean, there's I don't really look up to too many people, but my dad is definitely the guy that he's the man that keeps me like keeping me going. Cause I, I, I have his picture saved right next to my pictures and I'm like, nope, I gotta come back better because I'm him <laughs> down. And he still he still won he one oat me. So he beat me last time. So I gotta come in and, and beat him and but then I wanna beat everybody, so but definitely him. There you go. <laughs> well, that's the right person to look up to, by the way, number one. And number two, eventually this torch is going to be passed. Don't know when. Um, you know, and, and I think you've made your stake, Trey, with, uh, you know, the 2021 Atlas. And, and maybe you guys meet again on that stage or maybe even sooner. Um, you know, and I, as we, there's no way, I wish we had more time. But, um, you know, to finish up with that question, Tracy, I'm going to finish that up with you. Um, Trey, if someone wanted to follow your journey, um, how can they find you? Where can they follow you? Can they follow you on Instagram? Can they follow you on Facebook? Uh, right now it's just Facebook. I deleted Instagram and pretty much all my other social media. Uh, so pretty much just Facebook right now. I understand you're keeping it quiet so nobody can see your progress. And then all of a sudden you're just going to show up and be like, bam, 
I see how it works. Okay, that's good. And by the way, you're a pretty quiet guy. So this is the most I've ever heard you speak, which is great, by the way. So thank you for uh, being outside of your comfort zone and, and really, you know, taking the time with us because you definitely deserve to be highlighted. You know, you're a great example to our organization. And really, I think a lot of people are going to notice the way that you conduct yourself is something that's a great example, especially, you know, with just how you conduct yourself off the stage. And that's something that's very humbling. So we will, uh, we will do that. It's Tracy Walker on uh, Facebook. Yes, sir. Very good. Very good. Uh, and then Tracy for you, um, did, did I hear 2021 Atlas or like a natural Atlas or you want to go uh, the other way? No, nah, natural. I'm going to stick it out for natural. Gotcha. I, I think it might be a little late in the game to try this stuff. And this is working <laughs> for me, you know, and uh, honestly, you know, just get to get to compete with with him, you know, Thorne and all of those guys, man, it's, it's like I said, it keeps me on my toes. And um, that's, this level is good enough for me. Um, the fact that I place where I placed in the last Atlas just kind of catapulted my, my thought process into training even harder, you know, actually got with a trainer and picked a couple of trainers' brains and working with some people, doing some things different so I can bring a different package, you know, because like you said, with the critiques, you hate to hear it. Nobody want to lose, but somebody have to, and I take it to heart, you know, so you say, I need bigger shoulders. I need to be leaner. I'm going to have bigger shoulders and I promise I'll be leaner, you know, um, and, and that, on this level, it's good enough for me. And the competition is sheesh, man. It's stellar anyway. You know, I, I, I would have to win a natural atlas before I would even think about anything else. Let's put it like that. But I think I'm more well, likely to just ride this out. I will tell you two things. Number one, I, what I hear is a lot of natural athletes go wanting to compete in the uh, non-tested or the standard atlas just right. to prove that, you know, a natural athlete is just as good as anybody else. And I like your style because when you said that, a lot of respect for that. Number two, right. Larry Swan hopped on, uh, James Mickles, Derek Richardson. These are all your guys, Simeon uh, Charles. Oh, you know, oh, these oh. are guys who highly respect you too because they've seen what you brought. Um, they also understand that they're in the same boat. And right. it's it's going to be really interesting to see you guys as you guys grow throughout these next, you know, what, 18 months. We're going to have a lot of things unfolding that are going to be better opportunities. So as you were saying, the competition steps up every single show. Right. And, uh, you know, the numbers are greater. The quality of bodies and muscle and conditioning are greater. Um, so, you know, we can definitely tell you're on pace and on track to uh, to show off your hard work in a higher placing. And that's right. what's great. A um, couple of ways they can follow you. What's the best way they can follow uh, Father Tracy Walker? Uh, same as Tracy, just Tracy Walker on Facebook. And then uh, Instagram is Tracy Walker 91. And that, that's, that's the extent of my social media stuff. So, so I now. know that I've got it. I put you comfortably uh, or uncomfortably on the spot because now you're going to get all these friend requests and you're going to be like, who is this? Who is that? I just realized that when we were given, you know, ways to follow on Instagram. And if you don't have an Instagram, your Facebook is like, oh, crud. I've got like 14 requests, like in two hours. So sorry about that in advance. Um, but, you know, I, I, I must say that uh, for you guys, to have family involved in this journey with you is one of the uh, probably the one of the most beneficial things that we don't really get very often, you know, and having Danine and Nico, you know, being able to support each other, having you guys being able to do that. Uh, it's a really exciting thing. And I cannot wait to see both of you on the same stage at some point. And I know Trey's going to come in 
and he's finally going to get his redemption. And I just don't know when that is. Nobody knows. Nobody can predict the future. We don't have the crystal ball. But I know Cruz has watched that too. And uh, I think you guys both work in silence, uh, but you also work very closely together, uh, you know, to accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. So, um, man, uh, anybody you look up to specifically, Tracy, that, uh, you know, really sticks out to you? Man, honestly, three years ago, I didn't know jack about bodybuilding. So, like, when we talk, crew, you, uh, Bob, uh, Todd, and, uh, like I say, the, the little little guys, no Simeon and the Thorns, and all of those guys, I don't necessarily say look up to, but they have an impact in my life with this bodybuilding journey, and you guys, like I say, you, Bob, with the the, with the losing nights, you know, the, the, the info that you're giving down and the, the confidence that you instill with, that it's going to be all right, you know, go back and work on this, take this work on it. You know, it, it like I said, it's kind of, it's bigger than life. So I respect that a lot. And um, as far as like looking up to, up to anybody, not really. I mean, I never was that guy, you know, people like I admire, definitely you for what I just named. And uh, that, that in this bodybuilding world definitely keeps me going, keeps me wanting to chase, chase, chase that one spot. You know, I get it one day. I don't know the way they come and it's, it's going to be hard, but I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some youngsters coming up, man. I promise you Dang. that. So, I I've seen them. That. <laughs> sure. Well, guys, we love having the walkers in our GBO family. And, you know, yeah. I mean, we've, we've, uh, we've always appreciated you guys with your support, with your travel, with your investment just in yourselves, because you always show up, you always show up with the quality that, that, you know, the judges look for. So, you know, that's something that we can't say about everybody, but you guys right. always are on point and you guys are always open for uh, feedback and, you know, always getting better. So, Thank you guys for being on. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's going to be fun to see your journey, especially over the next uh, 18 months as, uh, as Trey steps back on stage with obviously more proportion, symmetry, muscle, and conditioning. And uh, he will, I think, be, uh, he will be a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, you're just starting. So very oh, yeah. fun to, uh, to yeah. be able to watch you guys. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I want to thank you. Trace, Tracy's always one of those guys that, you know, if, if we're at the same show, man, he comes up, has how everything's going. You know, just real humble dude, man. And he, we don't really come across a whole lot of those people uh, in, in this industry. Now, GBO, yeah, a lot more than normal. But but Trace, since day one, Tracy came like like we known each other for years, man. So so I, I just want to point that out, you know. And, and I and I know with, with Trey saying that you know you're basically the man he looks up to. That it, you know that says a lot about Trey also. So uh, two two good dudes that I love seeing at shows, man. So uh, I hope to see y'all soon. Yes. So uh, for uh, for that, I thank both of you. Uh, and we will look forward to seeing you guys soon at a show uh, coming soon. And hopefully, Trey, we'll see you uh, supporting dad uh, at the Storm Classic and at the Legacy, as I know that, uh, you know, you guys always do. So uh, until then, uh, just to uh, just a quick clarification. Yes, the Legacy, September 26th in Houston. These are the Texas shows and the Storm Classic, October 24th as uh, we are making final preparations and getting the last few things ordered. Uh, everything is good to go there. Uh, and until then, next week, we will be also having, we might continue this family theme cruise. I have, uh, I have four guests that um, 
have been recommended to me that have confirmed, but uh, we are going to be arranging that date and it's going to be a nice surprise. So right. until then, 5.30, same time, same place. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy your weekends. All right. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you for having us. Thank you all. Thank you all. All right, crew. Later, bro. Yeah.